powerful collaborations, cutting-edge science, and curious minds coming together for a glimpse of the future. Stay tuned as we look at the latest updates on some of the most promising technology projects. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Peter Ballant from Technicon. Last time in the Sparta podcast series, we focused on the need for increased efforts in the development of cybersecurity strategies and methods in the EU. Our guest was Sparta coordinator Florent Kishno, who aptly introduced the Sparta project. And today we continue our conversation with Florent as he talks about some of the impacts of Sparta on the average EU citizen and how Sparta can influence cybersecurity in the EU and even in the world. But first, let's talk about hacking for a moment. During the Sparta kickoff meeting in February of 2019, we had the opportunity to speak with Marine Menyo. She was representing the Sparta partner, Yes, We Hack. Now, usually hacking is a taboo activity with really negative connotations, but try to look at it from another angle. Uh, who best can tell you about your cyber vulnerabilities? That's right, a hacker. Better yet, a white hacker or ethical hacker or simply hunters. These are the good guys who search for security holes in your system and report back so that you can fix them. It's a cool concept that is often referred to as a bug bounty platform. And this is exactly what Yes We Hack does. With over 7,000 registered hunters, you can begin to see how Sparta will benefit from their presence in the project. Let's learn more from Marine. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Let's jump right in and tell us about Yes We Hack. Okay, so the company is Yes We Hack. Uh, is a French company and uh, is a bug bounty platform. Uh, so it means that we have a, com a community of 7,000 ethical hackers who are working for us around the world. And so our community are going to hack our client, um, our client define a parameter that they want to, to secure or to check if it's secure or not, or not. And so our ethical hacker is going to try to get into their infrastructure or into their website, etc. Okay, so this is interesting. Uh, yes, we hack is part of the Sparta project, but what you do is you're a company that offers perhaps consulting solutions to um, other enterprise organizations that might be at risk for being hacked, right? Yes. Uh, it's not consulting. It's um, a scan of their vulnerabilities. Okay. Um, and it's kind of a new way of cybersecurity because we are more efficient, more... We have 7,000 ethical hackers working for us. So You have 7,000 hackers. They work for you. You give them a, a company's name and some information, and you say, try to hack this. Right, and then what happens? So the ethical hackers, uh, if they find a vulnerability, they're going to report the vulnerability to the client. And if the client think that the, is a good vulnerability, they're going to pay okay. the hacker. And the hunters. Then, uh, what does your company get from this? Uh, a percentage, or yeah, we have a percentage. Okay. So has it ever happened that 7,000 hackers tried to find a vulnerability and they couldn't? No. They always find something, right? I don't something, think right? so, yeah. Yeah, that's the way it seems. 
Okay. And we have two, two different types of, uh, of program, I would say. Mm -hmm. So we have our client, for example, OVH or Orange, Orange or Dailymotion. They have a public program, means that the, all our community can try to find the vulnerability. But we also have a private program. Um, it's, where it's just a selection of some enter. For example, we just got in January, uh, we're gonna start in February, end of February, a program with the um, army French minister mm -hmm. with a um, private program. Okay, so with regards to you and the Sparta project. Yes. How does, what services will you be offering to the people working in Sparta? So we are going to connect our community of ethical hacker to uh, the Sparta project cybersecurity community. And I think it's, imp it's important for us to be in the Sparta project and to Sparta to have us in the project. Is it safe to say that you can use all of your 7,000 hackers to sort of help with this project? Maybe not all, but yeah. But some, and yeah, some, world. and yeah, and, and we will try on some some events, some meeting of this part of project to bring some of our ethical hunters, hackers, um, come in in some some event to meet all the people from the part of project. Mm -hmm. And because we are the first European Bugbuchi platform, I think it would be very interesting. So what's your impressions of the meeting so far? This is the kickoff meeting for Sparta. Uh, it seems like there's a lot to do, right? There's a lot of work. Yeah. And maybe things aren't so clearly defined right now. This sort of needs some, some help. But is it kind of clear what you'll be doing yet, or is it still sort of? No, for us, I think it's quite clear. Just bring the, our community to the Sparta project and try to, to get to, to I think you said it before, your goal is to bring this hacking community together with this research community or the mm -hmm. academic part yeah. of this business, so to speak, and then put them together and integrate and see what comes out. Yeah, yeah. and I think that is really interesting. And the in collective intelligence is the, the fact to bring, yeah. How long has this company been in, ex in existence? Uh, 2013, so five years. And actually next week, uh, we got a big fundraising uh, so we're going to develop the company in Europe and in Asia. And your, your network of hackers, where are they? Are they just all over the world? All around the world, yeah. All around the world. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, and I wish you success in your future endeavors. And uh, we'll check in from time to time to see what's happening. Thank you. Now it's time to take a look at the bigger picture. What is the Sparta project, and how is it poised to change the way cybersecurity research is done in Europe? For these answers, we again turn to Sparta coordinator Florent Kushner. And what would you tell the average European citizen who says, "Yeah, my computer is secure. I have never been hacked. Uh, I've never had any kind of experience like this. I feel pretty safe already." Yeah. Um... I'm not quite sure that's the average European citizen's um, uh, viewpoint on cybersecurity. Um, I, I think 
I would I would reformulate the question perhaps. I try and, and and be a bit risky and reformulate and say, how about the average European citizen that says I don't care about cybersecurity? My my the problem is the paycheck at the end of the month. The problem is uh, making sure that my kid goes to school. The problem is the 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 communities that we try to live in try not to to dissolve them um, in in futile uh, arguments. That's that's I think that's a better. Uh, that's a more probable question, at least one I get more often. When people say, uh, when people understand cybersecurity a bit, if only a bit, they know that they're exposed and there's no, they know that there's no easy solution. People have, been, have got their uh, credit cards stolen quite a bit now. Uh, people have had their accounts hacked on, on Facebook or on, on LinkedIn uh, quite a bit now. So they know that there's a problem with that. The, the real issue is people saying, well, okay, we cannot do anything about this, uh, and it's going to fade in the background, and it's not even, it's not even on the top of our priorities uh, to, to fix this. And it's a very valid point, and it's something that we need to, to, to understand, to hear, to, and to, to respond to uh, by saying that we do understand that uh, cybersecurity might seem like a secondary topic, but today cybersecurity... Uh, is uh, impact the, the the way that digital systems and their security are impacting our lives is very uh, pervasive. There's a lot of impact in in our lives. Our jobs are impacted by digital systems and cybersecurity in particular of those systems. So uh, you know, getting getting jobs secured is uh, uh, reliant on being able to establish cybersecurity. Getting uh, commerce in Europe working correctly, generating wealth for everyone is uh, an issue that, that is reliant on the cybersecurity of, uh, of, the, of that commerce. Um, getting elections uh, to function correctly is an issue that also requires examining cybersecurity aspects. So in, in many ways, um, the, I understand the feeling that cybersecurity might not feel like it's a first-class citizen, a first-world uh, problem. Um, but but it is it, in fact it is uh, and it it it's something that through the life of Sparta we will try and contribute to the awareness of we'll try to sh to help people understand that if their systems are not secured if their computers are not secured a um, lot of things that they expect from from daily life actually fall apart uh, in in a significant way. I, I think I like the. The, the quote from, from Mr. Juncker, uh, who, who told that, uh, that today cyber threats are probably uh, more problematic than tanks and guns for the, 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 the security of the European Union. And that's, that, that's a very powerful statement, uh, and I believe not done in vain. Okay. So Sparta started, Sparta will end. What do you hope sticks? When Sparta is done, so this is after 36 months. Yeah, um, we what we're uh, we're here in the long run. We're we're here for to try to prepare the next generation of cybersecurity research in Europe. And what we hope sticks is uh, four things. The first one is a set of principles, the general philosophy of Sparta, the general idea that you're stronger together that you should be able to take risks when you try to, to, to handle complex problems. Uh, those general principles that I think sh hopefully will stick after the end of the project. 
Um, the second aspect is we're trying to identify uh, what we call a roadmap. That's interesting topics that, that we need to invest. We, the European Union, the people, the scientists, the engineers, the citizens, topics that we need to investigate together in the near future to, uh, to better secure our digital systems. And if, if this list of topics, if this so-called roadmap can live beyond Sparta, I think it's a, it would be a good sign of success uh, that we've identified interesting topics and, and areas where we think uh, us as Europeans can make a difference. Um, the, the third thing I, I'm hoping will survive is all of the scientific and technical work we will do in Sparta because we will investigate four different programs in Sparta, four different technical areas, um, working on ways to better um, supervise your, your digital systems, better understand how they're being used. Uh, that's, that's one. Uh, uh, the second program will be around how you trust your, your, your digital systems and what kind of evaluation is needed to continuously trust that your digital systems are uh, actually doing what they, what they need to do. Um, the third program is focused on designing uh, secure by design and private by design components, essential components uh, in, in, for the digital world, for tomorrow's digital world. And the fifth one is about creating secure and safe artificial intelligence for the, for the citizens of Europe. If, if we're successful, then um, uh, all of those programs will produce results that will stay beyond the, the, the span of the SPATA project into, into the future. Uh, and finally, the fourth important part that I wish will stay is the community that we're building. Uh, we're, we're bringing together 44 partners bustling with ideas. I was telling about the, the wealth of ideas and the wealth of possibilities that, that, that they bring to the table. Um, beyond those 44 partners, we have a network of associate members who uh, are not directly Sparta project members, but what they are is people who want to come in and help us think about big picture problems uh, in the future that can benefit from some of the results of Sparta. And so this whole community, the the Sparta members and the associate members, if this can live beyond Sparta, then I think this will be probably one of the biggest assets that we have as a, as a community in Europe going forward. Okay. Do you, do you suppose that there are, in the end, there will be lessons learned that could be applied to cybersecurity globally? Or are you specifically looking at solutions for Europe? Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, so, yes, I think there will be solutions where um, we the the solutions can apply globally, not only in Europe. We're focusing on Europe because Europe has a strong cultural identity, especially around digital systems. I think one of the the most prevalent. Uh, illustration of this is the GDPR, um, which, which is a, regula a European regulation protecting the data of private citizens. And my data, your data, everybody's data is being protected under GDPR in Europe. That's a world first, and that's an incredible achievement for the U European Union to have been able to enforce that type of uh, demand regulation in, uh, in, in Europe. Uh, and being the first in the world to do that. 
it has had an impact. Now, people in the U.S., people in China, people in Africa are trying to replicate mm -hmm. the, the same type of protections for their citizen. But here, Europe has been a pioneer. What I'm hoping for Sparta is that in the end of Sparta, Europe in a few domains will also be a pioneer in cybersecurity and that those solutions, those lessons learned, will then be able to be taken up by other countries elsewhere in the world. Yeah, cool stuff. Um, exciting stuff. <laughs> so uh, I just want to wish you uh, the best success for this project and good luck. You have a, you. a big job ahead of you. Yep, that's, that's an interesting job. Um, there's, there's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of people rooting for it also. So what's interesting is people have a lot of expectations. And, and we've heard during the kickoff people saying, you guys cannot fail. This is too big to fail. Uh, so you need to succeed. Do whatever you need, but you need to succeed. Which is uh, a bit intimidating <laughs> for, for, for a small town guy like myself. Um, but at the same time, you have those partners rooting for you and saying, well, yes, we can do this. Let's, let's put some energy in that and we can achieve that. And that's an incredible uh, asset to the project and it's, it's completely to the credit of the, of the partners. I'm really, really happy to be working in that type of frame of mind saying, oh, we're going, we're going, to, we're going, we're going to the moon, but I, have, I think we have one of the best teams to actually get to the moon. So that's fantastic. Well, that's a great way to start out, really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks again and good luck. Thank you. This project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Program under grant agreement number 830892.